Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Uh, missing Brian. He's got to work because he's got to pay his bills, which is fine. I think we all end up doing that at some point. Um, we, you know, we just endured uh, a snowstorm, and I was really pissed off this morning. Okay, so yeah, me pissed off. I know it's, <laughs> it's wild. Color me surprised. Wild. <laughs> in fact, I was kind of in a surly mood until Christopher started talking about how men have to wipe their backside it becomes like peanut butter and shag carpet. And I actually <laughs> cried. I laughed so hard. I mean, I, it was almost like a, a, a soul cleansing moment. It, I feel a lot better now. The, thank you for that. My, my <laughs> asshole and my soul are clean. <laughs> <laughs> this asshole is clear. <laughs> um, so this morning I get up, like my kid got all excited. Cause he's like, Oh, Hey, not, not gonna have school tomorrow and i'm like oh yeah okay sure we'll see. We've, we've heard we've heard that before yeah. right we've i mean he used to go through these rituals i know the angel's familiar with them he would take like a wooden spoon and put it <laughs> under his bed and put a, a white crayon um a, a white crayon in the freezer flush mm -hmm. ice cubes which i really get upset at because i like to put ice in my drink and why would i put in the fucking tour in the turlet uh, uh instead turlet. Of in the turlet in the turlet in the turlet we're turlet. getting appalachian over here <laughs> over there in the turlet. turlet um with Some, cold cheese pizza sometimes there's poop on the uh, uh outside that ohio valley pizza uh <laughs> uh you guys will have to go terrible. back and listen to Christopher lose his fucking mind over that one. It's the episode we got recorded with Q and about <laughs> Bigfoot. Uh, but I got pissed. So, like, I, I went to bed and I'm like, all right. So the, the, the radar or whatever the fuck it is, the National Weather Service, which, once again, if it's a function of the government, I should already expect to know that it's not going to work the way I think it's going to be it. flawed. <laughs> yeah. So like between three in the morning and seven o'clock in the morning, <laughs> which is the critical hour. Like, I, I think it was between one. No, they changed it. Okay. They changed it before I went to bed. It was then three to seven. And they're like, oh, that's when the storm's going to hit. And, uh, you know, we're going to, it's going to be a real big mess. And I'm like, all right, well, I got to get up at 530 in the morning to take my dog outside. So I'm <laughs> going to find out about this. So I get up and I look out the window and I'm like, God damn it. There's not a bit of snow out there. Like it's the same snow that was there yesterday. So I get dressed, and as soon as I walk out the door, that's when it starts snowing. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Now, as I'm progressing, I realize that in my sleepy haze, that my uh, that the the driveway with uh, the contracting company where I live, they they cleared it. So I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh no, it's it's not that bad. Well, no, you dumbass, somebody was already fucking here and took care of it. And then mm -hmm. I got I get to the park, and I'm fucking uh, almost uh, shin deep in tennis shoes and the fucking snow when it's four degrees outside. And I was really, really angry about it because I was expecting snowmageddon because the weather like the guy, like, because it's, it's an arm of the media. It's one of the tentacles. They're like, Oh, you're the snow is going to like, there were people panic buying gas. And you know, we live in Ohio. You dopey right, motherfuckers. Like, like, I love you guys, but you're assholes. You should already right, like, use this shit. Like this happens every year, guys. This is an yeah. annual thing. Like not a surprise. Like, like we had a mild winter last winter and everybody was like, ooh, this is how it's going to be from now on. Like, no, no, <laughs> no, exactly. No, Mother Nature strikes back with a vengeance. But yeah, uh, on to dogs. My dude, my bulldog, for, I have an American bulldog for those in the audience that don't know, fucking hates the snow, dude. <laughs> hates it. You should have seen him. So like we got that freezing rain last night. Yeah. And then then there was a dusting of snow. And like I let him out to go use the bathroom and he's like 
stepping like really carefully and like his paws are sinking through and he thinks he's gonna like collapse and fall like i don't know how if he thinks it's like super deep but you should have seen him out there man just like panicking like putting his feet down really gently and stuff like trying to find a spot to poop it was so funny <laughs> i bet well you know to be to his to his credit he does have a short coat like I mean, yeah he it, does it's, it's gonna be cold like my dog is a husky like he like siberia is where he belongs so you know it, it's understandable right. for your dog to be a little apprehensive because <laughs> the guy's got no coat you know what i mean no, like, he's a no. short-haired dog you know like, bo both of my dogs are like that the doberman and the bulldog they're both short-haired and neither of them like the snow <laughs> they're like uh-uh <laughs> can't blame him man i remember we uh when we came down and we had to, like we came down to visit christopher we were gonna watch the mandalorian and uh he was like okay we have to eat here you have to sit in the, in the bar stool and eat at the bar at the, like at the bar it's like a breakfast bar because yeah. if you try to sit in the couch you're gonna have a dog in your fucking face <laughs> the whole time and while we were eating there like bruce that's the dog's name was like right next to me just like waiting for like you know little bits of chinese food to fall off any, any sort of crumb to fall like he would have been on it <laughs> <laughs> the joys like fucking, of uh, having a dog like fucking hungry hungry hippos man <laughs> it's okay though he's a good boy and then he pissed all over the floor i remember <laughs> right he's like there's new people here i gotta show him this trick <laughs> <laughs> Watch how much I could pee, guys. I got a seven-gallon bladder. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a yeah. lot. of. I kept looking. I'm like, are you fucking done yet, buddy? Dude, like, I, I've never seen a dog piss as much as my dog does. Like, it, it blows my, like, I swear to God, half of his body mass is his bladder. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Now, seeing it makes me believe it. And I Right, I, right. So I'm saying like, he, he, can pay, he can piss a lot, man. He, look, he made eye contact with you while he's doing it, too. Like, oh, yeah. There and he, and he knew what he was doing fucking fire hose the urine coming out of me looking at you like yeah I was. it's I over when I, it's over i was petting him when this was going on by the way i was like giving him a pet like you know on the like on his lower back like up above his Trigger. butt you know like the spot where all dogs like to be yeah, pet and i was spot. like petting him there and then all of a sudden like i hear like this and i look down it sounds and like, like a waterfall like, it did i was like ah oh, i think he has to pee you have a bustling creek in your basement chris <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, shout out to our, our listeners down in the south, specifically in Texas. Uh, how does it fucking feel? <laughs> oh, that's right. They like got it? snow too, didn't they? You guys like that really cold? I, be I bet you they're in panic mode, and understandably because they don't know how to act in that shit. Yeah, no, you get a pass. You totally get a yeah. pass for having I to deal with this shit. It's just. You know, when they it's like uh, down south, like in like the Carolinas and shit, like they get like a light dusting of snow and fucking everything shuts down. <laughs> like, is that true? Like 100 percent true. Like I always thought that that was a rumor. Is that really true that people freak out in the south? Yeah. Yeah. People freak out in the south, man, because like, I mean, every now and then it'll snow down there, but like not very often. But like they, they're just not equipped to deal with it because it's not as commonplace. But we're not talking um, about like the Smokies and stuff like that. We're talking about close. No, no, no. We're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like they go into fucking panic mode, man. <laughs> like they really do. If it snows, like they go into fucking panic mode. Everything shuts down. It's like they, they probably they probably think we're a bunch of fucking savages up here. Like, how do you guys deal with that? Like, well, you are. It's what we do, man. I grow out beards like this and wear warm clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to tell you, man. Drive carefully. <laughs> yeah. 
drive carefully and, you know, focus on your tires. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right, right. Don't, don't think because you got four-wheel drive that you can drive like an asshole. That's right. It's not four-wheel stop. It's you're, no. you're <laughs> no. <keep> moving. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to get you guys a, a, a opinion on something before we get into the article. So uh, for those of you that are younger in the audience, uh, there was a point in time where the Central Intelligence Agency, well, they probably still do. I'm not saying that they have stopped at any point in time, but the issue of torture. Now, it's been universally decided that that torture is not okay ever. Okay, it's not a good thing. It's not something that you're supposed to do. Um, It's also been shown to be highly ineffective when it comes to extracting information. Right. You get bad intel. You get bad intel. Uh, I mean, we even learned that uh, in uh, in in college. Like, I mean, you even one of Trump's former employees, General Mattis, said that he got further with people with beer and cigarettes than he did with torture. And I think that that's true. I mean, if you have people confess to anything under duress. Well, uh, I don't know if anybody like so. Let's take. Let's look at. You, you already know. Like here in the United States, there's something called. You know, I don't think we invented it, but waterboarding, for example. Now, Tim Kennedy, who's a maniac, will tell you, "Oh no, I, I had myself waterboarded, and I'm an MMA fighter, and I'm a ranger." I'm like, "Okay, okay, Tim, pump the fucking brakes a little bit here. We understand you're hard, and everybody else is soft. Thank you. Moving on from that, it's to simulate drowning of an individual. It's been judged to be torture." Um, yeah. Any kind of sitting somebody even in an uncomfortable position, like with their arm behind their back for an extended period of time, include up until and this is important for uh, us domestically. If you are arrested or detained by the police, the deprivation of going to the bathroom is a form of torture, Um, not providing you with uh, if you're in lockup, for example, and they don't have uh, toilet facilities, uh, a place to get clean, clean clothes, anything like that. That is a form of torture because. As you all know, you get more disgusting by the minute. You know, first of all, you're already in there with a bunch of other people. It's important to be clean. That is a form of of deprivation that can be considered torture. Now, I don't know if a lot of people know that there is still now this is year seven, I believe, of an ongoing uh, conflict in Ukraine. So for those of you that don't remember, there's this uh, there's this peninsula that comes out of Ukraine in the south. It's called the uh, like the, the Crimea. Okay. Now, at one point, here's the way it works in history, as far as history is concerned, is when Russia is powerful and expands, Ukraine becomes the Ukraine. It becomes part of the Russian Empire or most recently uh, the former Soviet Union, where it gets absorbed. Uh, They don't they used to not call it Ukraine. They would call it southern Russia. Now, mind you, Ukrainians and we have listeners in both countries. Both of them are very distinct as far as language and culture. Okay, these are two different people. All right. I mean, the idea that both of them blending together, you know, willingly is great, but that's not usually how it happened. It's usually the czar went in there with Cossacks and took over and made sure the country was under the boot. And of course, we already went through uh, not in detail, but in enough detail for you guys to understand how many millions of Ukrainians starved to death during the Red Famine under Stalin. And then previous to that, right after or excuse me, during the Civil War in Russia, when uh, the Ukrainians were uh, starved again uh, or starved first and then starved again, excuse me. Uh, Crimea was annexed by Russia. In fact, I only think a few countries recognize Crimea. Now, where Crimea is, there's this famous city called Sevastopol. Sevastopol is an important port city. Uh, In fact, the Germans took it during the Second World War and their push towards the Caucasus and the oil fields of Central Asia. They took over the city for uh, a, a number of years and they've obviously the Red Army pushed them out. But 
I think there was some ceremonial thing that uh, Khrushchev did where they gave gave and I'm putting in air quotes for those of you that are not watching and listening. It's uh, in air quotes. They gave the Crimea back to Ukraine. Uh, and then the the Russians went in there. It's, if you guys look it up, there's something strange that happened. There's these Russian militants that started showing up that were financed by the Kremlin. And they also had Orthodox priests show up and they would stand in front of army barracks, uh, army barracks, excuse me, in, in the area where Ukrainian troops were and basically coax them to put their arms down and leave but like under the threat that they, that something bad was going to happen. And they brought their religious leaders around essentially to, I guess, add weight to the conversation to get them to leave. Well, this is an ongoing uh, conflict in the far Eastern portion uh, of Ukraine called the Donbass. And you have people that are pro-Russian that are Russian speakers. And remember there's two different languages. They both use the same alphabet, but they're two different languages. There's something going on over there that a lot of people don't know, and it has to deal with um, torture. Uh, the, the article will be in the show notes in case any of you want to check it out. Uh, there's photographs along with it. Uh, torture dungeons where victims uh, are mutilated with surgical tools, beaten with hammers, and shocked with electricity. They are being run by Putin's thugs in war-torn Ukraine. Civil rights groups claims. We're going to go through the article real quick, and it's got picture. It has a picture of the guy who is called the maniac. And I don't know about you, but anytime you put the word torture and maniac together, it usually isn't a very good combination. It's usually very, very bad. And it is bad. Uh, It is claimed that more than 200 people, including civilians, are being held in barbaric facilities inside former nuclear bunkers in eastern Ukraine. They are allegedly run by Kremlin-backed Ukrainian separatist forces in the so-called Donetsk People's Republic and the Luhansk People's Republic. Forgive me if I'm mispronouncing those two. Known as the war in Donbass, the conflict has raged since 2014, left the former Soviet state split in half with 13,000 people dead and some 1.1 million forced to flee. This is a big deal. You know, this isn't small potatoes. One of the vile, one vile dungeon is said to be the playground of a vicious torturer known as the maniac who uses a surgeon's kit to mutilate his victims. The maniac's identity was revealed by Justice for Peace in Donbass, an alliance of 17 Ukrainian human rights organizations and local media. The Center for Civil Liberties based in Kiev told The Sun that there are presently 267 people, including 226 civilians, locked up in these dungeons without facing any charges. Prisoners have also told of the horrific torture they suffered in prisons. They claim that they were subjected to cruel physical torments and witnessed other victims being beaten to death. Prisoners are allegedly shocked with electric wires attached to their genitals, having their fingers bent back until they break and are beaten by former boxers. The sounds of screams are piped through speakers oh in the God. prisons as some inmates are stripped naked and left to sleep on wooden pallets beneath blinding lights. There's no evidence to suggest the horrific human rights abuses are being directly orchestrated by the Russian regime. Yeah, okay. Right. Let me go ahead and back that up. These people that are running this thing along with the army of uh, whatever, the break of the two breakaway republics, they didn't. The, the, for, there's no fully automatic Kalashnikovs that you can buy in Ukraine. That shit has to be brought in. And who else is going to bring it in? 
It's not it's not Kyrgyzstan or Kazakhstan or Uzbekistan. It's 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 the goddamn Kremlin. That's who's bringing that in. Let's right, not. Right. No offense. Pretty to anybody. fucking obvious. Come on now. Let's. And, you know, the problem is, is like we've um, we have, we've <clears throat> elucidated on the show. Ukraine has suffered so much at the hands of their northern neighbors that it's I, I don't know how anybody could be OK with it, whether you're Russian or not. Like, I mean, even like it, it's like I, I don't know how much more people can suffer as being a neighbor. Like if you were from Ukraine, I would pack my shit and get the fuck out of there because you never know when the tanks are going to roll down the road because it seems like any minute, because if they can go to an army base and take and take it over in, in, a, in a really important Black Sea port. OK, the Black Sea, which connects to the Dardanelles Straits, which connects to the Mediterranean, which connects to the Atlantic. Anyway, that's what really which connects to which connects to which. Connects Thank you. To. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Everywhere. Thanks, Angel. I appreciate it. No, you're welcome. <laughs> it's important. That's an important seaport. Uh, no, I know. I was strategic. just teasing you because you were saying it connects to and you, you kept saying it. So, well, I'm trying to make sure that our listeners, in case they're uh, in case they're not too familiar. He's, with he's painting a vivid picture with his words. Right mm-hmm. I'm the Bob Ross of fucking podcast you are you are really no i mean like you got you're... a fucking happy sea over here connected to another happy fucking sea over yeah. here it's true with yeah some happy right. trees and some very you got some happy fucking mushrooms. happy happy fucking ak's coming in from russia over here <laughs> and it's quite fucking obvious <laughs> it's true yeah. uh it's it's to give it up without a fight without because they, they got it without firing a shot and then they held a referendum and the majority of the people that are there do speak Russian. Well, Putin's also doing this thing where in these disputed regions where these, um, I guess, unofficial armies have taken over that are funded by the Kremlin, they're issuing passports. When that happens, it becomes a passport protected area, which is essentially just you incorporate it into the Russian state. It's kind of like just cutting off of the sliver. Like, oh, look, all these people have Russian passports. They clearly are part of Russia. We're going to go ahead and keep this. And um, what may it, it's kind of reminiscent a little bit of what happened in Eastern Europe. I think it was during the Velvet Revolution in 1968 when uh, radio stations in Czechoslovakia, at the time it was Czechoslovakia, there were two countries, for those of you that are not familiar, there are two countries now, at the time it was one. They were uh, using uh, radio, they were uh, broadcasting in English, begging the West to come and help them to stop the tanks. Uh, from the Red Army uh, from coming into Prague and uh, the West did fuck all nothing. They they went to Vietnam instead. Uh, <laughs> I guess I get that was far more important than helping. Right, we had to go over there and Vietnam. fucking dump Agent Orange and fucking napalm. Yeah, you know, really? we had to ex- we had to experiment on somebody with those weapons. <laughs> Why not the Vietnamese? I guess so. Uh, I <laughs> guess that's what, ha- you know, and that's the thing that it's reminiscent of this, because how how long before if Ukraine who you know, is, you know, trying to be integrated into part of Europe. They, they're more Eurocentric as opposed to uh, Russian centric. They want to be part of the European experiment, which is fine. I mean, whatever. That's none of my business. But you would think that these European countries would jump in. The problem is that Russia's got them over the rail because of all the gas exports. So all these European countries really rely on Russian natural gas to keep them heated and, you know, warm and running. So a lot of times Russia is given a lot of latitude to do kind of whatever they want because they can dangle this, you know, the carrot in front of everybody, or maybe in this case, the sort of Damocles 
say, oh, you know, look out, you know, you don't behave yourself. It's going to be a cold winter. But uh, you can check out the pictures uh, that are on this article from The Sun. It's really uh, disturbing. Uh, there's there's other Angel gets bothered by it, so I don't want to really get into it, but it involves a you, saw in somebody's you hand. You can read you can read it. I'm just not gonna read it. Well, okay. So they were using a uh, military field telephone. The wires, uh, they're they're high, they're high voltage. What happens is they they would uh, they would uh, connect one to your genitals and one to your asshole and then cover you in water and flip the current. And that's how they would torture you. Uh, another one, they took a man's hand and sawed it in half, like through the through the middle of his hand, like between the ring finger and the middle finger. Just go ahead and cut that in half. Uh, some really bad shit going on over there. Uh, they also have, uh, there's this laid out map where it shows you not only where in Ukraine it is, but also it's two, it's two different facilities. And they also have forced labor sites. They have torture sites, detention sites, and forced labor sites. So I don't know how this is an even bigger story than uh, it is now. Um, I just, I wish you guys nothing but the best in Ukraine. I would get the fuck out of there. If you were anywhere near those two locations, pack your shit, go to Turkey, go somewhere else, get the fuck out of there. Cause that's, uh, that's terrifying. Cause nobody's, I guess nobody's coming to help you. I guess you, your friends don't really want to do anything, which is kind of shitty. If you ask me, because you have all these commitments and be like, oh, you know, this is the European Union. Yeah, the European Union goes places where they can like rape people, just like the U.N. Wherever you see a blue helmet, like, oh, they're here to rape. That's what they're here for. They're really not here to peacekeep. They're here to rape. That's what they're here for. So um, it's it's a very interesting topic as far as what's going on in Donbass. There'll be links to it in the show notes. But uh, keep your eye on it, because I this war could get hot really, really fast. I mean, Russia's been flexing its muscles for a while. I remember in 2008, they went to the south of Setia and took uh, portions of uh, the Republic of Georgia away from Georgia, using kind of like, oh, well, there's na- there's uh, ethnic Russians here that speak Russian, because once again, it's two different cultures, two different countries. And they took those territories away from Russia by, or by, from Georgia by force. So this is kind of like uh, Comrade Putin is kind of putting the empire back together. I mean, it, it, I really would worry if I lived in Latvia or Lithuania or Estonia. So where are these people supposed to go? I mean, where do you you go? You can't like, if you live in these, you know, areas, like where do you go to, to get out of the reach of these, you know, of Russia? Like, where do you go? Canada, I guess. But that's so far removed. It is far removed. I mean, I'm making a joke, but here's the problem. I mean, you can go to Western Ukraine where they speak more Ukrainian, where but, there's more people that are Ukrainian, but I mean, eventually... isn't that just the same? Like you're just, you know, biding time. Like where, where realistically can these people go to avoid this? I have no idea. Yeah. They, they there's no, I mean, like they, I mean, where? Well, if you recall, there's a lot of countries that there it's called the, uh, what is it? The, the Confederation of independent States. I think it's called the CIS, not, the one from Star Wars, but it's actually one that's here. It's uh, almost like the equivalent of the Commonwealth in uh, the former uh, states that belong to the British Empire. Like, for example, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, Jamaica, they're all called Commonwealth countries okay. where they have the Queen. Queen Elizabeth is their queen, even though she doesn't have any real power. They still recognize her as the head of state. Well, the, the only difference in this case, they don't recognize Putin as the head of state, but they they cooperate economically with each other. 
Belarus is a, is a great example of that. Belarus has been making closer and closer ties with Moscow to eventually get to full integration where Belarus does become part of, I guess, the empire again. Okay. The issue here that you're running into, though, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia, I believe all of them, all the Baltic states are members of NATO. Okay. So NATO has parked its ass right up against Russia. Well, is NATO going to respond if T-90 tanks start rolling into Tallinn or Vilnius? You know, are they, are we, is there going to be a response? If not, okay, because it's a damned if you do and damned if you don't. So we're thinking about this geopolitically. If you don't respond to Russian aggression in this case, then you might as well pack up your tents and get rid of your stupid fucking North Atlantic Treaty Organization because it's worthless, right? Right. But what does Russia need these other countries for? I mean, it's such a massive place as it were already. I mean, like, why keep trying to take these little tiny places back that clearly do not want to be? Why would you want a group of people in a, in a landmass that doesn't want anything to do with you? I would argue because Russia traditionally, uh, the, even going back to the czarist times, like, for example, Finland, Finland was the uh, the duchy of Finland. It was a uh, client state of imperial Russia. It didn't exist in the modern context until after World War One. So a lot of these smaller states were part of the Russian Empire at some point in time. Right. So the Russians are looking at it as like, oh, well, that's kind of our that's all, that was our backyard a while ago. We'd like to get our yard back Whether these people who are culturally, linguistically completely different from them. Like, you know, the I think the Estonians speak a, a language that's uh, that that's fin that that's uh, it's a phonetic, it, it literally phonetic language from from the Finns, Finnish style language. They don't use the Cyrillic alphabet. They don't have anything to do with them. Ukraine, they use the Cyrillic alphabet, but they still are culturally and linguistically different. But the Russians look at that as I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about the state. Right. Looks at those places as this was ours once. We're going to fucking get it back. Not to mention, with the exception of the, the territory called Kalinin, which used to be East Prussia, where Konigsberg was uh, after the Second World War, they kept that. And that's where they have their Balt their nuclear Baltic Sea fleet, I believe. Okay. But getting all those ports on the Baltic Sea, I mean, that's important, at least militarily speaking, right? You have more access to the water. I, I don't know. That that's that's my take on it, that it was theirs before and they want it back. Um, but the but getting back to the point about NATO, if you do respond, you could have a thermonuclear war on your hands, you know, because Russia still has a sizable nuclear arsenal. And of course, the United States has a sizable nuclear arsenal along with France and Great Britain. And I, I mean, seriously, they could get really ugly, really, really fucking fast that people want it to. So truly assured destruction. You ain't kidding. That's going to that would be a bad situation for everybody. You're going to have a bad time. Yeah. Um, don't French fry when you should have pizza. No. Don't French fry when you should have pizza. Speaking of bad times, so Comrade Governor Cuomo is a little bit of hot water. Now, we all knew on this show that he was a complete fucking douche canoe from minute one. Okay. Nobody likes the guy. His brother's an even Fredo, little Fredo Cuomo. He's an even bigger jerk off. I don't like the man. I don't like the family. I didn't like their father. And I'm not even from New York, but they're all jerk offs. The Cuomo family, I, I, I spit in your face right. is garbage. Fucking asshats. <laughs> I mean, really, all of them. They're they're all fucking meatball slurping dick. I, mean, I can't stand any of them. And I love Italian food. So meatball yeah. slurping. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Governor Cuomo, uh, cover up. And now, did anybody hear about this when they were trying to make this into a conspiracy? Does anybody remember this? We're like, oh, Cuomo lied and people died. And they're like, oh, well, that's that's bullshit. That's right wing propaganda. No, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> he fucking lied. It says, well, I'm sure if it wasn't, he lied at some point in time and somebody died. So it has to be partly well, true. This is a good one. So Governor Cuomo's cover up of nursing home deaths from COVID-19 hit nearly 1900 fatalities in New York City alone, with the figures sending the tally at one Queens, one Queens facility skyrocketing more than 1000 percent. A post uh, that's the New York Post analysis of the latest state health department data shows that 5,443 nursing home residents have been killed by the coronavirus in the Big Apple. That statistic includes 1,885 seniors who died in hospitals that weren't included in the official DOH count of nursing home deaths until the Cuomo administration finally began releasing their numbers under duress in the wake of a damning report last month from a state attorney general, uh, oh. Letitia James. In New York City, the new figures pushed the total nursing home death counts up by 53%, according to the anal an analyst of the DOH data, current as of Saturday. That's just shy of the 56% undercount that James estimated in her report. The post analysis also revealed that nearly all of, 100, of the 162 city nursing homes that reported COVID-19 deaths inside their walls, 152 had residents die after being sent to hospitals for treatment. They include the Park Terrace Care Center in Corona, I mean, ironically, where <laughs> only three residents were actually killed by the virus at the facility, but another 31 residents died at hospitals pushing the true death toll there to 34, a staggering 1,033% increase. A Queens resident whose 72-year-old mother lives at Park Terrace was outraged to learn the numbers, calling them appalling and saying that he thought that maybe a handful of residents had died. I wasn't aware that 34 people died in this facility, said Anthony, 40, who was dropping off a bag of clean clothes for his mom. That's fucking terrifying, because if I had a mother in one of those facilities, I guess I would bankrupt myself because I would, would I would have, get her out. Yeah. I'd be like, right. you're, yeah, you're coming immediately. home. You know what I mean? Immediately. That's, if he survives this, I don't know what to tell you about. Uh, well, and they were talking about this like like once again, like they dismissed it. Like, oh, that's right wing conspiracy. Like. We've known, we've heard about it. We've heard rumblings about this for months that they were hiding the true figures of Correct. nursing home residents. And that's because Cuomo was what, one of five uh, governors that fucking ordered uh, nursing home residents to take back COVID positive, mm -hmm. positive patients, along mm -hmm. with uh, what's that bitch face, fucking Gretchen Whitmer. Yes. And uh, Gavin Newsom, that fucking horrible fucking prick from California. Yes, sir. I mean, they put, fucking tyrannical bastard. Really is. They put, they literally put sick people in with the most vulnerable population, right. but then shamed everybody else and said, how fucking dare you leave mm -hmm. your house and not wear a fucking mask? Grandma and grandpa is going to fucking die. And they actually literally killed your grandma <laughs> already and grandpa. Died. <laughs> yep. Right. I mean, like that's what that that's why the death toll is like so high, especially in a lot of states. Like even here, like even here in Ohio, I think like somewhere like 50 to 60 percent. Of uh of the COVID deaths were all like extended home like extended care facility deaths. Yep. Uh, and it was like that in a few other states too. Once again, like that's why the you know I mean we all know the fucking the death toll is so high because they lie about those that shit too. Um. Oh yeah. You know, not that people haven't died from it, but like obviously, like if somebody you know like 
you know, you hear stories like, like, oh, somebody died in a motorcycle accident, but they were positive for COVID. So guess what? They died of COVID. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. And it's like, uh, you know, like I said, like, like, like Angel said, they, they shamed us and like told us, how dare you leave your house? And then, and then the death toll was so high in some areas because it was the most vulnerable population, the people that needed to be protected to begin with. And they failed, completely failed to do that. And like the, the sad part is, is there, there are people that actually believe wearing like a double mask and maybe it is helpful. I don't fucking know. Okay. I'm not like a scientist or a doctor. Like, so you shouldn't listen to me. I just feel like it's bullshit like this. They just say things and then people are like, oh, I'm just going to do it because the TV told me to do it. Like I've seen people wearing double masks. Yep. And I'm like, how is that even if one mask didn't work? Do you really think two is going to work? Are you going to wear three? How about four? How about seven? You're going to wear seven. I like, don't where's know. the line. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's weird. It is weird. I agree with you. And um, I saw somebody over the weekend. I was uh, getting coffee uh, with my wife and uh, it was perfect because uh, these two individuals, these two uh, middle aged white ladies, uh, <laughs> Angel knows what I'm talking about. Uh, I had two sweatshirts that said Black Lives Matter and they had the double mask like perfect. Like as soon as like they 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 saw the telescreen told them what to do. <laughs> and they were like. We're double bagging this bitch, and we're, we're, like, <laughs> we're double hefty, hefty, hefty. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, it was perfect. I mean, I could tell you who she voted for straight fucking away. I mean, it's perfect. I mean, that was mm -hmm. that was real virtue signaling. It was, mwah, it was beautiful virtue right. signaling. It was, a, it was a job well done. Double masking. Um, I don't know. Like, I hey, listen. Sometimes you got a double bag of groceries. Maybe some of these people, these communists, they wear more masks. They kill themselves because they can't breathe. <laughs> that might work out. I mean, I don't want to wish it on anybody, but I'm <laughs> saying as a result of your stupidity, we're going to laugh a little right. bit if it happens. We got some we got some Darwin Awards in the waiting. <laughs> I have dark humor. I laugh at messed up stuff. I, well, like I Stalin said, dark humor is like food. Not everybody gets it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I uh, I want to warn some of you. <laughs> that wasn't mine. I took it's, it it's somebody. like food. Not everybody gets it. Not <laughs> under communism. No, certainly not. <laughs> like we have enough artists in the commune. You must starve. Yeah, can you believe it? Like people like get there and they're like, "Comrade, I don't know what to do. I I I I, I am an intellectual," and they're like, hey, "What?" I am an intellectual. I will tell you about Marx and Engels. And then they take the hammer and they fucking beat him to death with it. They're like, we you already know, fucking right? know about him. That's why we're That's here. Why we're here. Right. That's <laughs> why we're here. It's true. So we have talked about on this show uh, the uh, the Boog Boys, the Proud Boys, um, Thad Russell, who I, I've been trying to get on this show for some time. Professor, if you ever hear this, please write me back. Okay. Are we small potatoes? We're very small potatoes. Okay. To him. Um, you know, the author of Renegade History of the United States. Yeah. Awesome. Excellent book. Excellent. Uh, fucking it's book. recommended on a reading list on our uh, website. Uh, Is it on Audible? Yes. Okay. Because I have a credit. He he um, narrates it, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Well, I'm going to download it. Yeah. It's an excellent book. Uh, we, um, we talked about on the show quite a few times about the dangers of some of these groups and for and not dangers and how they are dangerous but this is a great example so the new york times which is a disgusting rag who has supported every major war that the republic has jumped into including 
uh, running cover for uh, Stalin during the famine. I just want to go ahead and put that out there. Uh, they do sometimes come across a little bit of a gem, but this isn't a gem. This is just informative. So the Proud Boys, which was founded by uh, Gavin McInnes, or as Michael Malice calls him, Gavin McKingus, um, he founded the Proud Boys, and the head of the Proud Boys, a, a Senor Enrique Tarrio, the chairman of the Proud Boys, a far-right nationalist group that is a major target of the sprawling investigation into the riot. They use the right word, finally. The riot at the Capitol, not the ins- not the attempted coup. The the, uh, the insurrection, the attempted crew, a threat on democracy. <laughs> yes, right. No, they got they, it right. They, right. They attacked our right. sacred citadel. That's right. The cathedral of all things that are bad. Um, <laughs> this month has a history of cooperating with law enforcement, according to court records and a former prosecutor. The stunning revelation that Mr. Tarrio, who leads one of the country's most notorious extremist groups, helped the FBI and local police departments go after more than a dozen criminal defendants about a decade ago. So what does that tell you? That he's a fucking snitch and he's you all glowy. are stupid. <laughs> you are all stu- Yeah. Gl- bright in the dark. Like bright, bright. <laughs> God damn it. Like stop fucking falling for this shit. That Stop falling for this shit. Just like when Wait, people- who's the snitch? The leader? Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. a, he, he's a fucking FBI cooperating <laughs> informant. Of course, mm-hmm. he did. what else would he do? But I mean, I just I can't believe that so many people like I don't belong to any fucking organization like that mm-hmm. anyway. But you know what? If you're going to go off and start a group, there should you know what? There should be four of you and you all should know each other from childhood. OK, you should all be fucking friends or something. But and I mean, you should play video games and eat pizza. Yeah. And grow mm-hmm. your own food. Print, you know, Legos with your 3D printer. Yeah, well, Legos. Just enjoy life like. You know, but I mean, the idea of joining these groups, like I understand the attractiveness because they're anti-communist or what have you, but they have a lot of unsavory elements to them. OK, this being one of them, that their leader is an informant for the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Well, I mean, we have enough problems in the world. Right. You're gonna Just leading them. lemmings off the cliff, man. Seriously. I, don't, I don't know why everybody wants to hitch their wagon like I, I never wanted well, to. You Let me tell you something. You guys remember Whitey Bulger, the uh, famous uh, Irish gangster that was out of Boston? Uh, they based a movie called The Departed. Uh, Jack Nicholson played a character that was okay. kind of based loosely on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the end, like Matt Damon plays a cop that uh, worked for the gangster, kind of tipping him off. Hey, the cops are coming. Hey, listen, uh, this, that and the other things coming. So that way it can be two moves ahead of the police. And at the end, they fi- he finds out he's like. You've been talking to the FBI and the gangster who is Jack Nicholson in the film. He goes, of course, I talked to the FBI. And it's like, yeah, you dopey fucks. All of these people cooperate at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Okay, We talked about it on the show before. Everybody has a breaking point. But if it's going to keep themselves at a federal pound you in the ass prison, they're going to cooperate. They're going to do whatever they have to do to help to make sure they don't go to federal pound you in the ass right. prison. Okay. Keep their ass from going up the river and having to ride the old bone roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Whew. Oh man. That's a, uh, that's a cold chill. If I mean, <laughs> not for me, but seriously, at this point you have, if you're and this is goes for any of you guys that are members of any groups that are listening, be advised, whatever group you're a part of, these large groups. I don't care if it's Black Block. I don't care if it's Antifa. I don't care if it's the Proud Boys, the Boogaloo. All of them have glowies in them. All of them. 
that's their job. They will literally find ways to get in there. And also, thanks to Alex Jones, we found out that cops will start riots and they will start destroying property to get you to follow along and then use it against you in their court system. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So please stay. You want to do something? Join a join a gym. Go to a jujitsu studio. Do fucking karate. Join a shooting club. Do something other right. than join a group that has a bunch of fucking federal agents and they're waiting to throw you in federal pounds you up your ass prison. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stay out of it. So this guy fell under scrutiny for his role in encouraging the Proud Boys to attend the Stop the Steal rally in Washington, also known as the Great Insurrection by uh, liberal standards, worse than 9-11 people jumping out of buildings because they're on fire, which a mob of hundreds, hundreds broke into the Capitol, disrupting the final certification of the presidential election, along with taking selfies and staying within the velvet ropes. He cooperated live streaming themselves. <laughs> he cooperated with local and federal law enforcement to aid in the prosecution of those running other separate criminal enterprises. The former prosecutor, Vanessa Singh Johannes, said in a statement, the court transcript, which documents a hearing in 2014 when Mr. Tarrio sought to reduce his own sentence in a fraud case, shows that he helped law enforcement officers in his home state, Florida, to investigate and prosecute criminal enterprises, including an illegal gambling business, a marijuana grow lab, an operation that sold anabolic steroids and immigrant smuggling ring. So this guy cooperated with law enforcement. And he snitched on his friends to snitch. And he snitched on his fucking friends. Mm-hmm. Like insert surprise Pikachu face here. <laughs> what? Oh my God. God, it gets better and better as time uh, goes on. I can't even begin to imagine how the Proud Boys feel. I wish I had Gavin's phone number. I'd be like, how do you, how does it feel? Are you proud of what you did? You've got yeah. a Fed running your Apple show. Apple Jacks, Captain Crunch. <laughs> Yo, what, the saying the cereals? Yeah, while they you beat get the shit out of you? Yeah, like you have to say five cereals and I'm going to punch you because I'm a fucking <laughs> moron. Listen to this. So he goes, uh, Mr. Tarrio, excuse me, Mr. Tario did not respond to messages from the New York slimes seeking comment, but he denied to Reuters that he had ever worked as an undercover or cooperated mm-hmm. with law enforcement. I don't know. Anything he said. I don't recall any of this. <laughs> I had sudden amnesia. I just can't recall. It just, it just escapes me right now. Um, have he you, pleads the fifth. Well, he should uh, because he is a criminal. Uh, for ratting on his friends i don't know about the rest of it uh, but uh you 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 ratted on your friends which makes you the lowest of the fucking low i don't know what else to tell you guys um i know that the um the oath keepers which i'm not i know a lot of people on the right are big fans of them and i'm not talking about the traditional right i'm talking about um the uh the new right and um the more i guess libertarian side the oath keepers i believe that they're former leos and military who are the uh the ones that are, you know, going to uphold and defend the Constitution. Sure. And, you know, <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. sure. What have you been right. doing since now? They've been fucking that document up the ass for so right. long now. Wait, wait a minute. It's kind of like Obama in Syria, that red line. We're like, nope, you cross it. Uh, we're going to do something about it. And then the <laughs> government's like, I cross it. And then I wipe my ass with it. What yes. are you doing now? 
you do now big tough guy oath keeper and they're like i'm serious this time they're like me too i wipe my ass again with document what do you do <laughs> <laughs> fuck all nothing that's what they'll do we'll get some bleach and clean it up so your, your mother was your mother was a hamster and your father reeks of elderberries <laughs> <laughs> that's great um i you know i i this whole this whole thing that that has transpired where you have all of these groups came together and it was the worst barbecue ever like it really it's the dumbest thing now they're getting looked at like the the fbi is going after them okay there's a lot Where's of barbecue that- ever like who the fuck put raisins in the potato salad <laughs> <laughs> They got Get a whole- the shit out of here. Speaking of which, does anybody ever know what happened to Roger Stone? Because he used to like he, he was- got arrested. Didn't, the last didn't I heard. he didn't didn't Trump acquit him though or give him a pardon? I have no idea. Let's look that up. Roger, Stone. I could be mistaken, but I could have swore that he got a pardon. Oh, let's see here. News. Uh, six people who guarded Roger Stone entered Capitol during attack. Well, okay, that's not what I was looking for. <laughs> the phone, it's it hears you. No, oath keepers who are uh who guard no, no, there's nothing yeah. on here that Trump happened. pardons Roger Stone, Paul Manafort, and Charles Kushner one month ago. Oh yeah. So he can go back on InfoWars and hawk his book. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Very good. Um I'm trying to think about, oh, 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 guys, 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 you're, you're going to love to hear this. You're going to love to hear this. this is going to come. I want you guys to put duct tape around your head because it's about to explode. It's, All right. It, you're going to be blown I'm away excited. by this. You're going to be blown away by this. All right. <clears throat> Biden won't rule out gun control via executive what? order. Stop the presses. Are you he's kidding not, me? He's not going to rule it out. He's debating it. He's, debating. he's mulling it over. He's well, Go ahead and mull. Uh, the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, I don't know how to pronounce that. that it doesn't name, matter. Told reporters on Tuesday that President Joe the Corpse Biden has not ruled out using embalming fluid for gun control. When asked <laughs> if Biden still intended to use executive action on gun control, a vow he made. I love it. A vow he made. Oh, I swear to before a- the old gods and the new. He didn't um, disavow it. He vowed. He, he vowed. He vowed. I, it. the crypt keeper, will enact gun control. Keeper. Oh, my God. Oh, for those of you that are that are too young to get that reference, oh, that crypt, was well placed. The crypt keeper was, <laughs> was good. Well I've placed. been considering getting like a DVD or whatever if they have it, like a box that I haven't looked into. The, it, they, but... yeah, the original, all of the original yeah. clips from the crypt. They don't, they don't have it on. I, it's impossible to find on Blu-ray. I don't think they ever put it out on Blu-ray, so you have to get a DVD box set. But it's yeah. like somewhere between like seven and nine. Anyways, it was a, an anthology horror series on HBO from the nineties. It was really good. Uh, to those who are too young to get that reference, but yeah, it was uh, it was awesome, especially if you like anthology horror. Like I love anthology horror, so it's it's it actually it's looks great. creepy as a kid. Like I was, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, kid. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's like it, it's it's humorous and spooky, and it's it, and it's sometimes good. Sometimes a little it, it campy. Yeah. There were tits in it. There was a movie right? that they yeah. came out with. Um, there was a couple movies. There was yeah. a Bordello of Blood and Demon Night. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Which were both good, too. They so. were very good, yeah. So check that out so you can get the reference. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we're 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 dating. Right. You you don't even have to watch it. You can just Google Crypt Keeper and then get a picture of Joe Biden and put them next to each other. You like, wow, wow, okay. I totally yeah, identical. Just put a fucking put a burlap sack hood over his fucking head. Bam, there you go. Yeah, you put them both in a casket. They do look like dead people. Right. Um, the president has a range of actions at his disposal. He hasn't ruled out either of those options. Biden's campaign website boasted about his record working with legislative and executive actions during the Obama administration, pointing to two dozen actions the administration took after Biden was tasked with heading gun control measures. Biden's campaign website also stated Biden will also use his executive authority to ban the importation of assault weapons, in addition to working with Congress to ban the manufacture and sale of sale of assault weapons and high capacity magazines in December. Steph Feldman, the national policy director for Biden's presidential campaign, said Biden would use executive action to combat gun violence if Democrats did not gain control of the Senate. Feldman said that at the time that Biden planned to make big, bold changes through executive action, not just on policing and climate like we talked about previously, but in healthcare and education on gun violence on a range of issues. Feldman said that Biden would implement changes on guns quickly, adding there's really a lot you can do through guidance and executive action. Although he has not yet taken executive action on Sunday, Biden asked Congress to pass strict gun control, including an assault weapons ban. He said in a statement, quote, I am calling on Congress to enact common sense gun law reforms, including requiring background checks on on all gun sales, banning assault weapons in high capacity magazines, and eliminating immunity for gun manufacturers who knowingly put weapons of war on our streets. Does that include the police? Are there there weapons of war included? No? Yeah. No, I was just asking. Not, not, not just weapons of war, but fucking combatants and fucking jack, jack-booted thugs. Correct. No, that's no, no that's you not know? included. They'll, they'll fucking they'll restrain you in handcuffs and then fucking tase your balls and put a knee in your fucking spine. Correct. Yeah, and and choke you to death, literally. Right. Yeah, yeah choke you to death. But whatever. Then, uh, and then say, I felt threatened. Right. Yeah. And then shoot your fucking chihuahua. And then shoot you right. in the back of the head while you're running away from them. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. They are uh, the standing army of occupation. They are the enemy of the people. If you don't like that, you shouldn't be listening to this show. Also, yeah, Tuesday's right. press conference, Psaki. It's P-S-A-K-I. It, Psaki. It doesn't matter. It's Balsaki was asked. <laughs> Balsaki? <laughs> Balsaki was asked what Biden's timetable for those common sense gun controls measures were. Quote, this is Balsaki talking. <laughs> well, we haven't proposed a package at this point, so it's hard for me to make a prediction about the likelihood of passing. But I will say that the president is somebody throughout his career who has advocated for smart gun safety measures. He's not afraid of standing up to the NRA. Okay, look, hold on. First of all, the NRA that fucking cooperates with the fucking state, the fucking pass legislation like, oh, my God. Yeah, there's such the NRA is such an obstacle. Like, yes, the bastion of gun rights. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fucking joke. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what, I mean, the, anybody who knows anything about firearms knows that the NRA is the biggest joke of an example. The worst, like anybody who knows anything mm-hmm. knows that the NRA is as soft as wet dog shit on an Irish morning. OK, give me a fucking break. Pretty fucking right. soft, man. <laughs> I mean, that's really soft. soft. I mean, that's uh, that's it's it's milk toast soft i'm going to use that word angel yeah, doesn't like go. that word but i'm going to think that it's overused like we've been saying it longer before the normies found out about it i right milk toast is probably like one of my favorite adjectives it's wonderful adjective it right. just reminds me of breakfast <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry, it does. I'm like, the, like, like if it was like literally milk toast, like that yeah. doesn't sound good. It just sounds like soggy fucking bread to me. No, yeah. I mean milk and toast. Like Yeasty. you have the toast to eat, Ugh. and then you're drinking milk. Like you don't fucking mix it. Ball sacky. Ball sacky. Yeah, ball sacky. Somebody, somebody, she's all itchy. Somebody pinch and roll her. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> Uh, he has done it multiple times and won on background checks and a range of issues. And it is a priority to him on a personal level. But I don't have, by the way, on a personal level, Joe Biden has been protected by assault weapons for 46 years by taxpayers. Right. Besides the point. OK, it is a priority to him on a personal level, but I don't have a prediction for you or a preview for you on a timeline of a package. That's certainly not what it will look like and how it will get through Congress. Let me go ahead and tell you something right now. First of all. You'll be lucky to get it out of the House. The communists only have a seven-seat majority over the socialists, and a lot of those socialists are, are beholden to people who are really big fans of guns. And even some of those Democrats are from places that they know that if they do vote a certain way, they're out of a job. What's the number one priority of somebody who is an elected official? Hold your seat. Keep your seat. Don't lose your seat. So I don't see it getting through. And I think that um, it's just flair. It is flair. But um, as Sal, the agorist, a friend of ours, friend of the podcast, friend of the hosts will tell you, you could pass all the laws you want. 3D printing has forever changed the game. Um, Ivan Alnohandi, Ph.D., has also made this point clear. You could pass all the fucking laws you want to. The cat is out of the bag. The yeah. signal will not be stopped. We don't mm. give a shit. Nobody's listening anymore. Nope. I, at least I'm not listening. And if I'm not listening there, I mean, that means a bunch of other people are not fucking listening. You know well, I mean, I mean, I'm laughing because they could come here all they want to. I I, I lost all of mine in a tragic boating accident on I the mighty waves of Lake Erie. Right? And it, I use my 3D printer to make D&D &D figurines. Correct. I mean, I just think it's a, a way to further divide people and have them hate each other. Well, here's the thing. He is beholden because that... Um, what is the name of that emaciated kid from Florida that keeps running his mouth? Oh, that fucking David Hogg is that David Hogg. That's yeah. it. Um, fucking, he needs. He looks sick. Fucking that thin, wispy little prick. Oh, dude, he looks. Maybe we should buy him sandwiches. No, he looks like you know those um uh those uh, what is it the, the the they look like waffle they waffles that like uh, have cream in the middle of them. You know what I'm talking about? They're like the no. like. They look like nut, like nutty buddies, but like vanilla wafers. Vanilla, yeah, the wafers. Yeah, okay. that's what he looks like—a white one, a vanilla one that you could just and just break in half. Like he's so his neck is literally as thin as this pen that I'm like. If he's such a little guy that if you push them over, you'd break eighty bones in his fucking body. I mean, the kid needs vitamins. He really does. He needs my, my favorite thing about my favorite thing about him is the fucking the way he gets ratioed every time he fucking makes some sort of ignorant ass hot take. Oh, really? Does he get yeah, ratioed oh, every time? Oh, dude, he gets ratioed so hard, man. I mean, obviously, you get your you get your typical people in the comments like, oh, yeah, slay queen. But then like, he gets ratioed <laughs> pretty hard, man. Like I, I do. He just has some brain dead fucking takes, man. Yeah, I feel bad for the people that have like been put in that position and like have gone through like right. But just because you survived the fucking school shooting doesn't make you an expert on anything. Right? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Cool. Like you knew how to hide, man. Good job, bro. Like, right. Like on, on the real. Like I don't wish uh you know anybody getting needlessly shot up by some fucking yep. maniac. But oh, that no, did, but but surviving that experience does not make you 
uh, an expert on you know politics, economics, or gun control. So shut the right. fuck up. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. The only thing I can say about that is this: How does depriving any other human being, let's say the three people on the show, let's say we all owned guns, <clears throat> let's say we all owned guns, mm-hmm. how does taking guns away from Angel make David it the hog safer? It doesn't, and that's the only thing that I would say to these people that mm-hmm. have lived through these experiences, and you know, because depending upon you know, where they were, like, that's a traumatic experience to go through. And then like realizing that you could have been shot and killed. And like, so it goes through your head, like you're thinking, oh my God, like I could have died. You know, why is this continuing to happen? And, and, and and blaming the bad person or blaming the guns, right? Because that's the simplest thing that you can do because everything else is more complicated than that. Right. Because that means, your school it's using it's using it's using emotion from surviving the trauma instead of logic right and they're they're using emotion to dictate what they say what they do and what kind of legislation they want right what kind of policy they know i get that but i mean like in in your mind as a student who's Uh lived through this the simplest solution to you is nobody should have these weapons right and that would make sense in your brain as a student who lived through the tragedy who's hearing this being echoed to them by the media, by their students, by, you know, by other students, by their parents, sure, you know, the teachers, et cetera. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Why, why do they, why are guns allowed? Like what, what's happening instead of realizing that the school system failed to protect you, the state failed to protect you. There's gun free zones etc right. everybody knows say, all about most it most right? gun free zones yep. have the highest fucking crime rates too right. ironically enough you don't say right? i mean like i just it's terrible that any of those tragedies happen and the people who commit those you know the tragedies like the events there's something wrong with their head you have to be mentally disturbed to want to hurt people like mm-hmm. to kill people, I to agree with you. And, go after somebody. And the thing is, if they try and take guns away, if somebody really wants to kill a mass, then they'll just start making bombs. Like they'll do something else. Right. They'll, they'll, they'll do something else. They'll right. find they, another they way. will. Yeah. They'll sure. set the building on fire. They'll do right. whatever. You they, know, they, I mean? they'll, they'll do something. If somebody wants to start a, a mass killing, like you don't need guns to do that. Guns are just the easiest option, I suppose. You know, yeah. but if you if you have enough ingenuity and you're crazy enough, they'll just they'll make bombs or like you said, set the building on fire. Or, yep. They'll do they'll do something. They'll do something or whatever they can to cause a mass amount of harm. And it's just it's not going to stop because there's fucking crazy people out there. There is. It's true. There's always going to be bad people in the world. You can't can't stop that. Like no legislation is going to stop like like, oh, we can't have guns. I guess we all got to be good guys. Yeah, it's worked really (laughs) well in the past. It's been. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, ask Chicago about their crime rate or ask D.C. about its crime rate. Iraq. (laughs) Shy right more right. than fucking Iraq at some point in time. I mean, that's, yeah, that, and that's an American city. That's that's yeah. a city in North America for Christ. Right, right, and it's it's like fucking terrible. Like it really is, and that's and, and the and the people that live there legally can't defend their homes because right. they can't own fucking firearms. Like they can't have pistols or you know whatever it is. Like whatever they you know yeah anything yeah. And then the duty to retreat on top of that. You know, I hate I hate to say it, man. Like I, I'm not a fan of the NRA, but I think it was LaPerriere who said the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. I mean, I would so I mean I would simplify Some, it. Stop the yeah. stop the killer with a firearm. 
That's it. Right. The only right. because you have to be able to remember proportionality. The only way to defeat something that's that criminal and that evil is to meet it with equal force. Mm-hmm. And that is a firearm. And more to Angel's point, all of this shit is happening with what's missed by everybody, which is really fucking infuriating, is that this shit happens. This is government property. These are mm-hmm. government schools. They are mm-hmm. run by the school. Mm-hmm. It's the city. Yeah, it's the city government or it's the state government or whatever. It's government fucking property that your children are being fucking massacred on because you have deprived them of every ability. Why does this shit happen at Catholic schools? Why doesn't this shit happen at different parochial schools? Do they have better safety uh, put in? Do they have private fucking security? I bet you private security would really fucking help. I bet it does. I mean, that, again, I'm a gambling man, but I like my odds. Not that I like to have, you know, I'm, I'm just throwing this out there because it is the state and because schools are pretty much like prisons, as it were. Right. Anyway, prisons for right? children. <laughs> Why aren't there metal detectors at every single fucking door for deterrence? for deterrence. I think it becomes a budget issue. They can't... They, they, they're they, not that fucking expensive. They waste rather, dollars on bullshit. Oh, that's what my point was. They'd rather waste dollars on something else. Mm-hmm. And I think that, why have the school? This I, entire right. pandemic right. has proved that the brick and mortar institute of school is not needed. The only thing you need school property for, if we're going to have one, is for sports. So that the kids can, you know, play games. And have fun with you know mm-hmm. teammates or what have you because that's what they like to pursue, or track and field or soccer or basketball or whatever it is that you want to do. How about the kids that do uh, performance art? You can have an auditorium. We no longer need a school building. You just proved it. You mm-hmm. just proved we don't fucking need you. In fact, we don't need all of. The, I'm I know it's kind of like the police thing. Well, my my cousin's brother's sister's former roommate is a teacher and she's a good person. Listen. I understand that. I had a couple of good teachers going through K through 12, a couple, and they were phenomenal Mm -hmm. people, Mm -hmm. a couple in 12 years. I can tell you about three in 12 years. Okay. That's not very good. Considering that from seventh to 12th, you were going to seven different locations during the Mm -hmm. day, maybe eight. Okay. Mm -hmm. Most of them don't give a fuck. Most of them collect the check. They go through the rounds. They have you take the test and they move on. Okay. There's no accountability whatsoever. And every time you try to get accountability introduced, they fight it tooth and fucking nail, tooth and nail. So with that being the case, I wish the corpse a lot of luck on his gun control uh, crusade. I'm sure it's going to work out really well for him. And I'm sure that the Oath Keepers are going to be right there, ready to fight on the front line. We can't wait. They talk about a fever dream, man. That's like all, all those people that fucking just like, I don't know. I, I, I guess I get it because at one point in time we were all statist, you know what I mean? And like yeah. at one point in time you like saw the Constitution as like this sacred document, but Absolutely. it's a fucking piece of paper and it's got us to where we're at right now, mm-hmm. which yeah. isn't a good place. So, no. you know, it's just such a fever dream. Like, oh, these Oath Keepers are going to come and protect us. Like, no, they're not. No, they're not. You know what? No, they're not. They're, they're going to be the ones showing up at the doorstep to either confiscate guns or to fucking bring you to the train cart. So absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, more to your point, the problem that we're encountering here is that we got to break people's programming. That piece of paper, your rights existed long before that piece of paper. Well, ever before existed. That. well before it yes. does like that. Obviously, they're not interested in enforcing any of your rights. They've been ever since that document, that conspiracy because they did it conspiratorially, mm-hmm. okay, without the permission of, quote, the people. They were there to fix the Articles of Confederation. 
They weren't sent there to create an entirely new document, okay, with a stronger central government also in their own business interest, by the way. Look it up if you guys don't believe it. The point is, the fact that we allow the myth to go on, we're like, well, I, I love being American because I got, I got my rights, I got my freedom. Since the day that document was ratified by the states, they have been sliding the dick tip and then down now, now it's balls deep inside mm-hmm. the document. It is straight down to hammering. the hill, baby. It's fucking asshole. Okay. You have no fucking rights when it comes to the state. Yeah. Okay. You had them before. We got it. People got to stop saying that shit. When they ask you, well, are you proud to be an American? I'm like, what do you mean by that? I like it here because I like the different people, the culture, the climate. Yeah. I like it here. I love Americans. I think Americans are great people. But it comes, but you know what they mean by that? They mean, you know, you know, are you proud Do you of your love government? the state? Yes, yes, yes. Do you love the state? Do you support the troops? <laughs> support our tropes, <laughs> right? Right? No, dude, you're absolutely right. Do you support every fucking undeclared war and the uh, mass bombing uh, by Hellfire mm-hmm. Missile by mm-hmm. every administration since September 11th, 2000? If not, then you ain't American. Get out! Because freedom is every day is Veterans Day. <laughs> dirk and dirk. <laughs> right. And on that, hey, they're heading. They're heading west down Bakalakadaka Street. <laughs> Everybody back in the pile. Back in the pile. <laughs> right back into the pile. <laughs> they took her germs. I always <laughs> think of that, that song. Uh, Did you see that they built the ladders to heaven? Not of heaven, not of heaven. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, my God. Those people are fucking geniuses. Oh, uh, man. They crack me up. Does anybody have? Oh, uh, big news coming up. For those of you that have supported the show since the beginning, I'm talking specifically to the 18 and a half of you. No, I'm just kidding. It's up to 19 and a half. I mean, we're growing exponentially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, them numbers are ramping up. We appreciate your support incredibly. I, I, I'm, I'm really delighted that some of you have written into us and we've communicated. Uh, yeah. Continue to do so because that's do. awesome. We love hearing. Yeah, I, from I, I love hearing from, from listeners of the show. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. It's a real, it's a real treat because. We would do this even if it was just one of you listening. Right, right. Even if nobody was listening, we'd scream into the void if we had to. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. So we're coming up on a big milestone as far as uh, listenership is concerned. So please don't forget to like and subscribe on uh, YouTube and BitChute. And um, don't forget iTunes. If you could give us a, a rating, that would be great. Rate the show. Leave a comment. We really appreciate it. You guys have been really awesome. I I appreciate Mm -hmm. it. I know that there's a real core group of you that keeps showing up every fucking Friday. It, ama- it amazes so, me, man. Yeah, it's really wonderful. So thank you very much. Yes, we, we love you guys. It. We really do. Yep. You guys are great. And we're going to keep it going. This train will roll on no matter right. how. I mean, even if we get down to four and a half people, we'll still keep going. So we'll still, yeah, we'll still um, keep going. Don't forget, use guys and that at gmail.com. Info at useguyspod.com. Shout out, of course, to our listeners internationally. My boy, not international, the domestic, the local, the baddest motherfucker in B-Town. Got his, B- got his radio working. Miles All right. Oh, awesome. Good yep. job. He picked up 1100 AM. So he did it. Nice. He did it. So, nice work. Uh, uh, Paulie, we love you. And uh, we're going to have him on the show uh, when uh, this war communism lets up. We can get him over here. So uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll be talking to you real soon. Bye. Bye, everybody. Peace.